Here we go. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. You're ready for some random shit from Rob Now everybody stand up and lift your arms Put your hands in the sky like you're pinching stars Go piss on Mars! What? It's so random, it's all gravy The podcast is Rob's, yeah, go crazy Yup And all kind of shit like that That's what Rob says when he runs off track Fun fact, tuck that in your brain Fuck that, nutsacks, we act insane And the fast lane's still smooth like butter Rob, dude, you uncool ass brother Motherfucker You might hear that about every other word But who's keeping camp? The ramblings get so random What's happening, I'm babbling So much you can't handle me Chattering teeth Sound like a battle axe bashing the beat Don't laugh when I speak Cause really, we're just some idiots I ain't talking about a little bit I'm talking fully illiterate Like little kids trapped in a grown man's body Acting a fool like Lindsay Lohan party Like it's a part of your life We party all night Blackout, that's how we party it right Hit the Walmart cause we bored as shit Instagram and upload the vid <laughs> Look at it, look at Rob Hanging out in the Walmart for no reason Just Instagramming, he got his phone out Walking around looking at himself like Hey look at me, I'm walking through Walmart It's so random Rob It's so random, random. but that's what we love Random ramblings with random Rob ramblings. Random ramblings Motherfucking random freaking ramblings. motherfucking Random ramblings Random ramblings Random ramblings Blah 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 What up everybody, this your boy B-Rob And I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcast. If you're a first time listener, I'd like to thank you all so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me safely, go ahead and lean over and give that person, if they're in your general vicinity, a crisp high five. But remember, it's still a little... Uh, these times are testy or whatnot. Uh, you still want to be uh, safe and socially distanced and all that stuff. Uh, if you're going to attempt that crisp high five in person, make sure you sanitize before and after and uh, immediately back away three to six feet. <laughs> Hopefully you're vaccinated by now or uh, in the process of getting vaccinated. And if you are weary of the vaccination, uh, I won't judge you, but still, uh, Maintain and use those uh, safety precautions to keep yourself and everyone else around you safe, even though you don't want to or care to get the vaccine. I mean, everybody has their own opinion. Everybody's entitled to it. So, you know, it be what it be. I got the shot because it was free to me and my wife has a compromised immune system. So if I can do anything to mitigate her risk. Uh, that's what I had to do. You know what I mean? I'm going to die one day anyway. So, I mean, like, fuck it. I'll have my legacy <laughs> in this podcast. And then, uh, you know, my kids will get my freaking death benefits or whatever. Hopefully they don't hear this and try to kill me in my sleep or whatever. But if they do, if something happens, if there's some foul play amissed, you have this audio recording, you know, as a testimony or whatever on my behalf that I died due to foul play. <laughs> But anyway, uh, if you don't want to uh, risk it all and go through all this bullshit that I was just talking about to uh, give that person a crisp high five or to tell them thank you, another way you could do it is use social media. Go to your social media app of choice and send them a well-crafted DM 
to tell them thank you for recommending you to me. Speaking of social media, you can find the Random Rounds with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3R Show, Instagram at the 3R Show. Uh, you can see this video, this interview on video on YouTube. Just look for 3R Show on YouTube and everything. And you could find all the things and stuff that I've done in the video realm. And uh, I might be getting back to Twitch. It's kind of weird because of my work schedule and everything. I work nights. So it's all fucked up. I might be just chilling with the UK people if I stream <laughs> late ass in the in the night or early ass in the morning and whatnot. So it'd be what it be. But for any other social media outlet that you want to find that's associated with the Random Rams with Rob, you can go to randomrob.com. And you can find all manner of things unto pertaining. Speaking of which, if you go to randomrob.com, you can find many ways to support the show to include merchandise for the whole month of April. You can get 30% off all hats that's on randomrob.com. 30% off all hats on randomrob.com. Any piece of merch that you buy helps support the show and whatnot. So, I mean, it's automatic. You put a hat in the cart, you go to checkout, it'll take that 30% off. So, support your boy. Now, got all that rigmarole out of the way. Don't forget Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Sponsor the show. Get 15% off your order if you use promo code RANDOM. Go to hooksrubsandspices.etsy.com. But, um, got a guest. One that I've been meaning to get on here for many moons or whatnot. A recommendation from Carl... From the Codex Prime podcast, one third of the illustrious, the glorious, the astute, the uh, highly proclaimed and all that other adverbs and nouns and everything else to describe their awesomeness. One third of the Job of Tears podcast, Sir Wilkins. I caught up on uh, a lot of their recent stuff or whatever. The, the biggest thing to come up out of their camp of uh, recent time is the the blowout over the the Bow Wow debate. Now, another uh, homie of the show, the uh, Hills Pops and Chair Shot podcast, they've actually had Bow Wow on their broadcast and everything. You can go find that episode on their their social media and whatnot, and. Uh, it would be interesting if he can make another trip around social media and hook up with the job of tears or whatever, because my man, Sir Wilkins had some words, you know, questioning his uh, fandom and uh, respect for professional wrestling. And uh, I recommend that you go back and uh, check out that exchange that they had. You can find the job of tears on YouTube and other various social media platforms, but you need to see the look and passion in this man's face when he was saying what he was saying. And I recommend that you go to their YouTube channel and uh, sort it out, search it out. But uh, we talk about many things, you know, his love for wrestling, uh, his uh, craft, being a, you know, being a physical fitness instructor and shit, getting himself ready to partake in the professional wrestling himself. So a lot of interesting conversation. I know I, I tend to get on the front of these uh, interviews and whatnot. I get to run in my mouth and whatnot. 
But um, I'm here on the low side of my shift. So I'm getting ready to go to work. So I ain't got a lot of time to be rambling with y'all or whatnot. But speaking of rambling, you can hear <laughs> this interview and hear us ramble there. But I appreciate y'all for listening. Pre- appreciate you coming back or checking in on your boy every now and then. But um, I'll leave you to it. So uh, enjoy this episode of the Random Rounds with Rob featuring Sir Wilkins of the Jobber Tears podcast. And uh, don't forget hooks up and spices. Put that seasoning on your meats, motherfucker. Oh, let me get the camera going. I got my camera on. Ah, you see me? Ah, Brother Wilkins, I knew you come. <laughs> <laughs> let me switch this up. Perfect. How are you, man? Sorry about last the other week, man. I did it. It's, it's a lot going on right now. With the, hey, a lot going on. It's no problem, man. I understand life gets in the way sometimes. You got to handle adult shit. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's going on with you, man? <laughs> Thanks for having me, by the way. Yeah, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. Yeah, um, shit, to get right into it or whatever, it's just more like um, <laughs> I've, I've been doing the podcast for a while. and a, name- a while? Uh, five years uh, last month. No, five years a month before. (laughs) So January. So within that time frame, you know, you you, you do a podcast as well. You do some kind of broadcast and social media. You network, you meet people and everything. And Mm -hmm. sometimes your homeboys will recommend somebody else that they know. So coming from Codex Prime is like, hey man, you need to reach out to Jabba Tears, man. I was like, okay, yeah, and he and I heard it, and I just kind of threw it in the back or whatever in my mind and whatnot. I was like, all right, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. Then mm-hmm. I, I messed with Carl and every, on all them or whatever, and he'd be like, hey man, you need to reach out to Jabba Tears, man. I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did tell me that. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that. <laughs> and then um, I start getting back to doing. Um, I started a side project, uh, wrestling this trash. Oh. Okay. You know, that we do you know, it's not frequently, but I mean we we get together every now and then or whatever. And I was just like, I need to talk to people who like wrestling like I do. And mm-hmm. then I was like, that motherfucker told me about Jabba Tears. Yeah. <laughs> so let, 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 let me reach out into the ether of the internet and see if we can make this happen or whatever. Yeah. But previewing and looking at some of the stuff that y'all do, especially your, your conversation about Bow Wow and and people in the like or whatever. I realized, and I told this to somebody the other day that I recorded with, I like professional wrestling. Y'all motherfuckers love professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause I mean, I was telling them, I was giving them examples or whatever. He's like, man, I was like, I like wrestling. If I have the opportunity to go to a show, I mean, I'll go. I ain't gonna break an appointment or nothing like that. But I know people who chose Meet and greets over food. That's how much they love wrestling. I was like, nah, nah, play. I gotta eat, man. I'm already a thin little dude or whatever. I gotta, put, I gotta get some sustenance or whatever, man. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> but just watching your product, um, hear people talking about you and everything. I was like, y'all motherfuckers love wrestling, and I can't be mad at that. <laughs> nah, nah. There's a real love for it. Um, 
this bow wow thing. I got, I got, I got a. It was a very polarizing moment in my in my little short podcast career. <laughs> Either people were for me, or people were like, "Nah, bro, you're wrong on this one." And, so and, yeah, and that's the thing about it, man. It's just your opinion, it's your thoughts on the situation, whatever. I mean, but it was something that, like, I knew he wasn't taking it seriously, brother. That was the thing for me. It was like. I was like, double I know down. you're not taking this, huh? I said, like, you doubled down on it. I was like, I, yeah, know. I know you're not taking this seriously at all. This is all for clout right now. Mm-hmm. And supposedly he hasn't showed up to wrestling school yet. Yeah. And that's on brand for uh, Mr. I, I, uh, Shad Moss, or whatever his yeah. name is nowadays. Because um, didn't we had that controversy not too long ago with him to where he was stunting on with a fake plane in the car and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, this is on brand. I mean, you are you were right in your assumptions in the moment. I, and I, but you know, you know what's you know what's funny, brother? I have posted so I do a um a segment on IG and now I post it on Twitter called Coffee Talk. Mm-hmm. And I had um posted it on IG. You know, I've tossed it up. I gave my point of why I think this is. I'm gonna lie. I was a little aggressive on it. I'm a New Yorker. What do you expect? Yes. And within, I would say, three minutes of me posting it, Bow Wow's in my comments. Word. <laughs> he's in my comments. He's like, yo, it's crazy. You, as soon as you get on the internet, you see people trying to pull you down, trying to this and that, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yo, bro, come on the podcast and talk about it if you're really serious about this. He's like, yeah, you, you could have that. DM'd me. You could, you could have DM me about this if you were serious. I was like, yo, prove me wrong. And all he's been doing is talking, not, hasn't done anything, hasn't been really doing anything. And it is what it is. It is what it is. But I'm over that. I'm over that, though. But it just bothered me when people just, like you said, I love this shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because damn, I was just like, that motherfucker got to be vanity searching his name. That, that's all it is because because if if somebody like you what because y'all was talking about the, the 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 analytics of things or whatever he got three million yeah. followers but only so many social interactions and shit like that right if you that high in um on the totem pole or whatever i mean if you all high mighty you all this and that or whatever i'm not on my twitter 24 7 searching for every motherfucker that mentioned my name and shit he had to go in the search bar in his app or on his computer or however you do it and type in his name to find specifically the shit that is catered to him that is not added with his name and shit. Because you couldn't add him on Instagram at all. So he had to do that. I don't don't even know how you do that. I don't know how you do that because I I asked a friend who's like in that social media world, she she was like, I, she's like, it's it's called, like you said, it's called a vanity search. Mm -hmm. But she was like, I don't know how they do it though. So that's some, like you said, some upper upper chill, like I, I'm up there, two million view, two million followers type of person. I, I'm not there yet yeah. on that yet. type of level. Yeah, I like how you said that. <laughs> yeah, but how long? But how five years? How have you stayed consistent for five years? Man, <laughs> it's it's almost it's it's almost out of habit now. It's just like I know what I have to do. And I just make the time and, the, and you know, my wife give me, gives me leeway to do it. So, I mean, it's just, it's just muscle memory at this point, man. 
How did you start doing it though? Oh, retiring out of the military. Um, I, I started finding podcasts and everything. I was listening to them first. And I was just like, man, it's just a bunch of friends bullshitting, having a good time. I do this consistently. I do this daily with, with, with my brothers and sisters in the military and shit. I said, this is all we do. Why should, why can't I do the same thing? So I was a fan of podcasts and I was like, it sounds fun. Let me try it. Because the original plan was to write a book. I write a book of all my memoirs in the military and shit, but have my friends tell stories in the book or whatever. I was like, fuck that typey shit. You know, I could just turn on a recorder and say what the fuck I'm going to say and it'd be out there. You know? Yeah. So that's what it started as. But then I retired and got out of the military and I didn't have access to people like how I would like to. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I lived that life for so many years and I know how it is when um, you're in it. You know, you either at work or you're trying to sleep or you're trying to be with your family. And it's just real taxing and everything. And I felt like. You know, I didn't want to add to, you know, that that uh, extra thing to those people's lives and whatnot. Yeah. I know they're my people. I know if I asked, they would do it. But I mean, that's just kind of my viewpoint yeah. on the thing. And being in the military so long is a linear way of thinking. It's like you get up, you go to work, you do the job, you go home, you go to sleep, you get up, you do the work, you do the job, you go home and go to sleep. It's the same shit. It's nothing changed. I wore a uniform. I wore the same shit every day. And then when I got out of the military, I, I kind of fell into a job to where I wear the same shit every day. I was like, God damn, I need to find some clothes. <laughs> but um, I started reaching out to random people, people that I wouldn't talk to normally, people that have a different viewpoint than myself. Because mm-hmm. being away from the military is a rediscovering of self because I only thought one way for so long. Now I got to figure out who the fuck am I really am. And what's next for me moving forward so yeah this kind of wind up being some part of the thing that is you know me trying to learn life after and shit you know uh which, which um what branch in the military did, did, did you serve marine corps okay okay that's that's awesome that's all i almost joined the military in high school um who, who saved you <laughs> so so it was my friend per se, because I always wanted to join because I thought it was cool. I didn't know the shit that you actually go through. I just saw <laughs> the commercial on fucking TV, yeah. you know, the guns, you know, whatever, and yeah. they just trapped the world. Mm-hmm. So one day I'm in, I think it was it was either history class or math class, whatever. And one of the dudes in the class was already preparing to, this is in high school. Mm-hmm. He's already preparing to go to the military. Like, I don't know what they call it when like, you're not old enough to go in, but what you're about to like go into yeah. the military, some type of program. Whatever. Yeah, you're the, uh, the delayed entry program. So I was like, yo, but I just randomly, I was talking shit for the most part. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I was thought about going into the military. He's like, what? You serious about that? Some Hispanic dude. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I, you know, I thought that was it. That was the conversation. No big deal. And the next day I'm walking out of school with my friend. It's the end of the day. Same Hispanic cat. I see him pointing at me from across Ah, the schoolyard. You got the recruiter on you. (laughs) And then right behind them is a dude in a 
full military outfit, like army fatigues. Mm -hmm. and, and I go, why is he pointing at me? And then they walk up to me and the, the recruiter goes, yo, you're Wilkins? I was like, yeah. He's like, come with me. Man, we got to talk. He done gave you the 411 and everything. <laughs> I was like, oh. he's like, I heard you want to be in the military. I was like, oh. uh, um, I, I, uh, uh. he's like, get in the car. Let's go talk. We're going to talk about this. So I hop in the car. I don't know why I listened. I just got in the car. My friend's like, yo, where you going? Don't join. You my ride. <laughs> so I get it. I get in his car, whatever. We get to the, the recruitment place. They make me take a test. Mm. And I take the test and I'm half assing the test, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I forget yeah. what the test's name is. That's right. I finished I finish doing the test. He's like, not bad. Not bad. And you didn't really study or nothing? Okay. They, they, they make me watch some video for the for the army, whatever. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. He's like, listen, you travel the world. You're going to get paid to, to be in the military and go to school. True, true. Don't listen. Your friends don't pay for your future. Your friends ain't going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. We will. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to lie. That presentation, he kind of killed it because it was a split second. I thought about it, and I was like, nah, no point. And I remember um, I went back to my boy's house. Well, 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 before you even go further, before you go further than that, he he took you from school and brought you over there for you to tell him no. So how was that car ride back? <laughs> no, I said, I'll think about it. I never said no. I ain't oh, stupid. Okay. I ain't stupid. I, I said, I said y'all think about it. Maybe something I really might want to do, you know, um, I just need to ride back, back home, back to the school. He's like, yeah, I got you. So he drove me back. I hopped on the bus and I went to my boy's house. My boys, all my boys like, nah, the military ain't for black people. But I had one whose brother was in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, yo, listen, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But if you want to do it, my brother's in the Air Force. He got two houses, one in Germany, one in California. He making money. He be flying jets and shit. He be doing crazy cool shit. And he got a gun. <laughs> so if you want to do it, I wouldn't be against it. But if you don't, I understand. And I was like, ah, that might be an idea. I never ended up doing it yeah. at all. But it was always like, I never saw the, um, hold on one second. Yeah. I got the I got the Chappelle show blasting in the background. I, I, and you got a gun and shit too. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he said. And I was like, hey, I'm a 16, 17 year old. I was like, yo, you got a gun, you getting bitches, and, and you go across the world. Why not? But at the but then I end up not doing it. I kind of sometimes I wish I did, because it gave me that mega structure in my life. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where my life would have, you know, gone if I have done that. But then I also see a guy like you, 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 you seem like you're doing really well, mm -hmm. but I've also seen guys who, who I, I'm a personal trainer and I've seen guys who been in Desert Storm, who've been in, in little wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. And it, these aren't major wars, but they come back with some stories like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. Because I probably would have been in either Iraq or Afghanistan if I oh, had yes. went in. Yes, most definitely. If you if uh, when when did you graduate? I graduated in 05. Okay, yeah, 
Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Because yeah. I tell you, because I joined in 2000. Mm-hmm. And for I say majority of my 16 years was in service to the Iraq and Afghani war and shit. So really since 9-11, I've been going over there, <laughs> you know? Wow. So yeah, you no doubt you would have been more than once. <laughs> yeah, so so that's why I was like, you know, like I maybe that wasn't, you know, you know what I mean? It it, it but I do respect men and women like you though for doing that, for you know, like yeah. regardless of your reason of doing it, you guys put your life on the line to like protect this country that doesn't even fucking love y'all 100 <laughs> yeah. percent and, and and it's and it's double because <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, imagine, like, I when was it? It was, I had to do a history thing. I was reading up some some stuff. I remember when we went on, on our first curfew in New York. I don't know if you're from, where are you from? I don't know if you're from New York or you're from. I am from America. Louisiana, living in Texas now. Okay, so New York, during the, um, you know, when COVID happened, we end up having like a, a curfew, whatever, blah, 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 blah. The first time we ever really went on a curfew was back, right? I think it was right after World, World War II. Mm-hmm. And some black soldiers came back. And they were being treated like shit. And they were, they, like, you, they just came back from war. And they're being treated like shit when they got back to Harlem. And a huge riot ended up starting, whatever. And that was like the one time like New York was on a curfew because mm-hmm. shit was about to explode because of racial tension. Yeah. And yeah, so so I like that's why I respect men and women like you, especially you know the ones of color who go who go across, you know, do their thing and then come back and you know, you know, you know business you know. as usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but it. It's a. I still think it's a, the dopest thing in the world. Like, I love reading about like marine marines who like do these crazy workouts and they got them mentally like to the next to the next level, somewhat crazy. But you know what? You still like you know, <laughs> you're fucking amazing. Like, yo, you just you're just so cool. Like, how do you do this? But yeah, I couldn't do it though. Mm. I couldn't pull myself to do it. But shout out to y'all, bro. <laughs> I mean, hey man, you, you you can do anything, man. Don't never tell yourself you can't. I mean, but I, I look at it this way. You say you almost went, you know, you think about it if you, um, if what would have happened if you had went and things like that, but are you happy where you are now? To be honest, yeah, man. I, it's, it's, it's that little bit of what if, but then it's still like, yo, if I didn't go there, would I have a wrestling podcast and a, and a network right now? Yeah. Would I, would I be dating my amazing girlfriend right now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many things, like, like life, life is life. You got to take it for what, what it is mm-hmm. and you got to, you can create whatever chapter. And then I don't, and, and if I really, really want to join, I can join tomorrow. I'm still, I'm not a hundred percent too old to yeah. to go in. I think, I think there's a couple that I'm not past the age limit yet. You, you got time. You got time. Yeah. So you, you, can I, get a, I, you can get at least one or two enlistments under your belt right now. <laughs> <laughs> one or two. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's four year terms. Oh whew, shit! Yeah. So yeah, man. But yeah, I mean, it's it's you say that because like uh, um, 
couple of days ago, we I sat over there in the kitchen at the kitchen table with my wife, and she just straight up asked me, she's like, if you never met me, where do you think you would be right now? And I was just like, damn, <laughs> that is a profound question. Because honestly, I don't fucking know, you know? Really? Because she helped turn your life around or something? Like, yeah, I mean, I met her at the the peak of my career. It was just like I was going up and like the halfway mark, pretty much. I was at the top mm-hmm. on the downslope, pretty much. And I met her at the top. And, you know, I'm, I can't honestly think about what I would be doing right now if I hadn't met her. Because, really? you know, we met and she helped me. She didn't do it for me. You know, she gave me the tools to fix it myself, you know, and I, you know, I'm forever in her debt for that, you know, and I came from a broken marriage previous to that. I, I, I came to this relationship with two older children. So wow. she took them in, made them her own. And then now we have a child together of our own. So, I mean, and to think about what my life was before her is just like, I mean, I I can give you some stories, but I mean, you know, there was no structure there. And you could, she'll be the one to tell you. I mean, I had my own crib and shit, but damn, you opened up my refrigerator. It was a whole bunch of freaking microwave meals and shit, you know? Cause I mean, it was like what I was telling you, man, you get up, you do the job, you go home, you go to sleep, you get up, you do the job, you go home, you go to sleep. And that's since I didn't have, the people around me, like her, and at the time I didn't have my kids with me because they mm-hmm. was in Louisiana with um, my parents, not their mama. Okay. Um, so it was just me. And that was a lot of shit to deal with because my kids are there. I'm by myself in states away because I was in South Carolina at the time and they in Louisiana. So it's just, I turned into a robot, man. I get up, do the same shit every day, go to sleep. Plug in the charger, get charged up, go on, do the work, come home, do the shit. And then that's what it was. But then I meet this lady and she got me out of debt, helped me. She didn't do it for me. And it's just, it's just fucking great, man. I just, it's no words to describe this shit because I'm getting it. <laughs> but it's, um, I told her I would probably, be worse off than what I am. And I'm I'm not saying it'll be totally bad, but like when I was at that stage to where I was by myself, it's like, I just threw myself into the job. And I know I probably would have wound up on more deployments than what I already had. Cause shit, when I went to Iraq, I went three times and then I went once to Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen this movie called The Hurt Locker? Yes. So what it was like for me, I mean, I ain't talking about it was that extreme and shit, but just like his mindset, he went there and he was comfortable doing his job. But when he got home to like with his wife and his kid and shit, he was just like, oh man, this is like how you would hear wrestlers, you know, they on the road 24 seven, you know, 360 something days a year. And then when they get home and get on break, they're like, dog, I need to get back on the road, (laughs) you know? That's how it was for me, man. I go out yeah. on employment, you know, make all this extra money and shit and just damn do the job. And 
it was just that's just what it was and then when you get home it's just like you got so many distractions and shit because there's it's just like it's just the job there's nothing else to do but the job and then you get home and then there's distractions and all this other shit that you have to deal with when you don't have to worry about that shit over there the only thing you gotta worry about over there is your job and living <laughs> here you gotta worry about this and that and all this other shit bills and all this other crap and it's just simpler over there so i would probably be doing a hell of a lot more than that and then that's probably been it i'd probably still be in right now i probably jesus. never got out <laughs> jesus jesus man that's i my current girlfriend we do a long distance relationship she's in north carolina i'm in new york we're relatively new i've never met a woman that really changed my life because I have a, like a, a couple a good amount of friends that's like yo my girlfriend changed my life blah 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 but this one I think if we stay together I think she would be like the catalyst of me being a better man but that's a beautiful thing man that's that's absolutely gorgeous gorgeous that that, that happened yeah and it's like what you said man if if she didn't respond to me or had I just made a different decision in life, I mean, it could have altered this whole goddamn thing, you know? Yeah. Because um, I wound up in South Carolina because I was tired of North Carolina, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so if had I chosen to go anywhere else, I would have missed it. I don't think so. I think everything happens for, I, I think everything happens if it's supposed to happen. Yeah. You could well, have met her on a, on a vacation or something you were going on. Well, I mean... What happened to get me here? That's that was the thing that was meant to happen because I had other options and mm -hmm. other things. Because, like, case in point, I wanted to go on recruiting duty. I wanted to be that guy snatching kids up from high school and throwing them in the back of my car. <laughs> 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 so at one point in time, I wanted to do that. So I put in the paperwork for it. I did my package. I got approved to go. To recruiting school so at this point i was going to be leaving and going off for x amount of time to go to recruiting school so i had to pack up my house put all my shit in storage send my kids to louisiana because at that time they were living with me and you know just wait to get on my plane ticket get my plane ticket to go to california and do recruiting school so during this time i just dodged the deployment <laughs> Because I was going to recruiting school. I was like, hey, man, I'm going recruiting. I ain't getting on this goddamn deployment. This be, I think that would have been my second or third one. I was like, man, I'm, I don't, I don't want to go over there again. So going on recruiting duty would have got me out of the deployment. So I'm waiting to go to recruiting school. And my chain of command leaves. They go on the deployment. So when you when your command leaves, they have a skeleton crew that stays back. Or sometimes they pull somebody else to be that hierarchy for the people that remain behind. So they had a Sergeant Major that just so happened to fill in who came from the recruiting school that I was getting ready to go to. So he showed particular interest in me because I was going to the place that he came from. So he grabbed my package and everything, he looking it over. And what got me out of going to recruiting school is my tattoos. <laughs> really? So 
the policy changed over time. You know, when I joined it, you you couldn't when I when I came in in two thousand, you couldn't go in. You couldn't join service with more than seven tattoos. And you know, if they connected, they they considered it one tattoo. So I gamed the system, and I got an ass load of tattoos, but I made sure they touched at certain points so it can be considered one tattoo and shit, right? Because I was young. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I just want, I knew I wanted some tattoos. And you weren't going to tell me what the hell to do with my goddamn body. And I, you know, fuck it. So, <laughs> um, and when I joined, I got even more because I was in. What you going to do now? You going to put me out for yeah. some tattoos? Motherfucker. Ha ha. Game, game in the system. But over time, the, t- uh, the tattoo policy started changing. So when it refers to recruiters, vice drill instructors, the policies are very different. Because if you're yeah. a recruiter, you're going to be out in the public. You're selling that image of the Marine Corps. So they don't want you to have all this crazy shit all over your arms and shit when you're out there in your uniform trying to be pristine and cute for the people. Yeah. But if you're a drill instructor, you're training the people to be Marines and you're getting in the ads and having them doing push-ups and all this other shit. They don't give a fuck how many tattoos you got. So he brought me in the office. Gave me the whole bunch of bullshit about like, yeah, you got accepted to, to have the opportunity to go to recruiting school. But when you get there, they are not going to accept you because you're tattoos. So it's going to be the waste of the chain of commands money to send you out there knowing that me knowing that you're going to get disqualified. So I'm going to just put the, you know, I'm going to cancel this shit right now. Pretty much what he said. So I leave out career counselor, pull me to the side. Show me the email that he CC'd her on. CC her on. Mm-hmm. He already sent it up to the chain of command at the recruiting school. Hey, he got all these tattoos or whatever. And don't even worry about that shit. So canceled my orders. So I'm like, well, shit, at least they left and already went on deployment. I ain't got to go. Uh-uh! <laughs> hey, player, we got a, a, the freaking follow behind crew going. You can get on a plane with their ass and deploy. So... <laughs> Suck my ass over again. <laughs> Haters. Haters. And it was weird because, I mean, it, it just changed over time because when I, my recruiter recruited me, he had more tattoos than I currently have now. So it's just times change. Yeah. That's crazy. That That is, that is crazy. Yeah. Wow. So I wind up my ass on another deployment. And by that time, I was just like so used to being over there. It was just like, it was almost comical to me because I was used to the environment and the shit that would go on to see like uh, junior Marines and, you know, being their first deployment and shit, really their first year or so in the military and going out there and they just like, oh shit, what the fuck? I was like, I'm just sitting there like, man, calm the fuck down. I said, you'll live, you'll be all right. You can go back and tell them some cool stories or whatever. Because, I mean, it wasn't that bad in my experience. I mean, there's people that had it way worse. And, like, I would go back and fuck with the new Marines and shit, right? Because here I am, a salt dog, got this stack of shit from all these deployments and junk. And, you know, I never really had any mishaps out there. But uh, we've got uh, smallpox vaccinations. And if you get those vaccinations, they leave you with a little small scar. So yeah. it, it's similar to a bullet wound. So I would go back and stun on the ass like, yeah, man, I got shot in the arm. We was in combat. I showed my my smallpox scar and shit. They was like, oh, word, dog, man, you hard, man. And I was like, nah, man, I'm just fucking with you, dog. 
<laughs> don't believe don't believe in all them damn stories motherfuckers come back and tell you they're probably lying to you i went with them and they ain't do shit because i wasn't doing shit <laughs> jesus christ jesus fucking christ that is crazy but i mean in, in as far as wrestling go man i missed a great chunk of time because of those deployments i was there during the time frame when eddie guerrero died and Rey mysterio won the championship so I missed all that shit. And I heard about it secondhand. And I was like, oh, baby, no, not Eddie. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. It, it was a, I missed a small time of not watching wrestling. It was like my, like a good two, three years I didn't watch. It was my early 20s-ish. Like after college, I stopped watching because I was, uh, I was promoting for, I was, so, at the time I graduated college, or no, I had graduated with my associate's degree and I was thinking about going to get my bachelor's. So there was some time that I wasn't in, in school. I was just working. I, I was early 20s, had my first apartment. Hell yeah, you ain't worried about no damn wrestling. <laughs> I was wilding the fuck out. Like, I look back at it, I was like, yo, I, I, can, I can't complain. Because I, I was promoting in nightclubs in New York City. I had my own place. I had my boys coming in and out my crib. Like it was fucking awesome. And then I started catching catching back up on it. Then at the time I was I was working with this nightclub promotion company that owned like a couple of nightclubs in New York. They were called Top Tier Hospitality. And they just opened up a new sports bar. They bought a new sports bar called like Highland Park. Mm-hmm. And it was Survivor Series, I think it was. Yeah, it was Survivor Series. And they had done Survivor Series in New York at the time, at Madison Square Garden. So they were like, Wilkins, go check out our bar. It's um, it's on this spot, this spot. Go check it out. I went with my best friend. My best friend. And me and him walk in there, and they had Survivor Series on the screen. And I was like, oh, holy shit. They got fucking WWE on. Why isn't this bar fucking packed? like this makes no sense like it's survivor series this shit should be packed in here and it was like maybe two or three tables watching it and something clicked it something clicked i was like yo there's something here and i gotta figure out how to what the fuck to do Mm -hmm. so at the time i was living in in manhattan and the bar was in manhattan so i had to take the sixth train uptown to go home and I'm seeing a ton of people walk onto the train. They have their belt in their hands. They got their T-shirts. I'm just like, I got an idea. I got an idea. So I started doing research about WWE pay-per-view viewing parties in New York. Mm-hmm. So I started looking. This, this is like early. This is like early Google years. Not Google years. It's like what is this? Like nine years ago. So it's like 2011, 2012-ish, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm Googling shit. I'm like, yo, there's none. Nobody really does one. But I did. So I fall onto this one group of new, the United, New York United wrestling fans, the United wrestling fans of New York. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was like, a, I don't know if you ever heard of Meetup Group. Yeah, yeah. Meetup.com. It was Meetup.com. It's no longer really relevant that much, but it was relevant at the time. So Meetup was Facebook groups before Facebook groups. Yeah. If anybody who's listening and watching this. And I was like, oh, so I found him. I was like, yo, 
would you guys be interested in coming to a WWE viewing party if I were to throw some? And would you guys want to be part of it as well? So I, the owner of the group hit me up right away, like, like in like a couple of hours. And he's like, yeah, I would totally be down. I was like, yo, let's meet. I will always thank the owners of the, of the company, of the bars, for giving me this chance. So I went to them. I was like, yo, I have an idea. How about WWE pay-per-view viewing parties? They were like, what? I was like, pay-per-view viewing parties for WWE. They are like, I don't understand. I was like, people go see Super Bowl parties. Mm-hmm. People go into bars for Super Bowl parties. They watch um, Sunday Night Football. With, a, with their friends, they, and, it's yeah. be, and it's a lot of times it's packed. Yeah. But what about for wrestling? They were like, they loved me. They were really good to me, and they, and they knew they knew I, I worked hard. I wasn't the biggest, some big-time promoter that worked with them. They, I was just Wilkins. I, I was, at the time, I was interning for them. So they're mm. like, Wilkins, do what you want to do. This is whatever. <laughs> so then I had a meeting with the, um, the owner of the meetup group, with the owners. And the owners were like, yo, we can do something here, whatever. I put, I use my promotion, promoting knowledge to promote the event. And I think we did Royal Rumble in 2012. We're almost 2012. And we did it. I promoted it. Had no email database. This was all posting the posting on different. I was using club websites. <laughs> to promote it. Word. We come in there, 200 people show up. Word. 200 people show up and I actually met my best friend, my, my, my female best friend and now my co-host of the viewing of the Job and Tears podcast at the first viewing party. Tons of, it's, it's 20, it's 2012. Tons of people show up and they were in shock. The owners were in shock. They're like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it was packed to the brim. Like, it was a ton of people there. And then I ended up doing it for the next nine years. Every every month, I do a, a pay-per-view viewing party for Word. WWE for the past nine years. It's been, it's been ups and downs, of course. But if we do 10 a year, if we do 12 a year, at least eight of them are, are, are like, Good, good amount of fucking people. Okay. Um, we've had different different wrestlers come through. Word. We had different wrestlers host. Rikishi hosted one. Al yeah. Snow hosted one. Shad Gaspar, rest in, rest in peace to him. He's been at a couple. Like JTG. Like it's it was a community, and one of the biggest things it was other black wrestling fans. Like, you know, everybody of different races and creeds coming in, but it was majority black wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. And, I, and one of the greatest compliments I'll ever appreciate was when this one dude walked in and he was like, yo, this is like the Wakanda for wrestling fans. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man. Here's the menu. Enjoy yourself, brother. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, yeah, yeah, go sit your ass down. It's two drink minimum. <laughs> it is a two drink minimum. It's twenty minimum 20, 20 bucks you gotta spend on food and drink. So but yeah, it is it, it's but it's always been a it's so that was one of the best experiences. And then out of the viewing parties, the um the podcast came and you know, but 
before I started doing it, I started getting back into it. And it was, this was like towards the end of the ruthless aggression era going into yeah. like the PG era, you know, Cena's becoming the top dog, <laughs> Cena doing his thing and everything. You know what's funny? Now that Cena's gone, I have a newfound appreciation for the dude. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I built that up around um when he got the United States title, started doing the open challenges and shit, man. Yeah. I was like, oh, he that dude. And then when he came back and he filleted the shit out of Roman ass or whatever, oh boy. I was like, yeah. Bro, he took Roman to school. And see, to school. I mean, to speak about current events and everything, I kind of wish that was the payoff for Roman, man. Just damn, have Cena come back and have that match. Because, I mean, they got history there. They got some shit they need to finish up with. It, it's not going to happen because... I know. But we know why. It's not because it's like he doesn't want to. Cena's just busy as fuck. Yep. He, he turned into getting, the rock. He turned into the thing that he said he hated the most at the time. <laughs> he, he's getting them checks. Yeah, and you he can't is, blame nobody for that. Because I speak with venom when it comes to The Undertaker or whatever, because that motherfucker pissed me off so bad. But I cannot be mad at a man for providing for himself and his family. So, I mean. It's, it's, it's. Wrestling is like. A lot of times we think they owe us something or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, but, but, but they, but they, but they don't. And then also, like, I never get mad because most wrestlers, about 90, matter of fact, all of them, man, you don't make shit in the beginning. No. You don't make nothing. Like, um, I'm training right now just so, in, in wrestling, and I have a few friends, you know, you wrestle on the independent scene. And you're making some Let's say it's your first two or three years, you're making $25. Yeah. If that sometimes. If that. No, no, I'm not um, gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. I went to an independent show, like, because all I knew was WWE. That was my bread yeah. and butter. I mean, that you mm-hmm. know, we were all titty fed on that shit. Yeah. And when I started going to like no shit legit independent shows, like in high school gym type independent shows. Dog, I I just my respect for wrestlers just went because you hear the stories, hot dog and a handshake, dude. I went to an independent show most recently, and I almost had a panic attack because I seen uh, a <coughs> I, I seen the fucking fold out table and they had the freaking the the crock pop warmers and they had hot dogs on the table. I was like, no, they are not about to pay these motherfuckers in hot dogs. <laughs> that's how it is that's how it, and it's and it's like you risking your life yes every time you go out there and and, and you know not to be negative but it's that's just what it is mm-hmm. and every time you take a bump it is scientifically proven that you're in a mini car crash yes as soon as you hit your back hits the it, it, it hits that mat that's a mini car crash that you're in mm-hmm. so you're getting paid this little bit of money. A lot of them have, your life. <laughs> yeah, you're shortening your life. A lot of them have like regular jobs to 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 kind of pay for things, but it, it's you're doing this because you really love it. You yes. you're not doing this because 
for the fame. Like, there's fame involved. Yeah. And you might get there eventually, but not not right off top. Nah. Not off right off top. Like, people who get there kind of close, you know, maybe you might get two years, three years, you might, three years, five years. Guys like Keith Lee took like 15, 10 years just to get to WWE. And then let's say you get to WWE, you still might not make it in WWE yeah, or AEW. I mean, there's proof of that now. <laughs> Tons of proof of it. Like it's, it's this, it, it, it's, you really are sacrificing everything. Mm-hmm. You have to have the right, you, you got to be, be with the right type of woman or man or, or guy. Yeah. Or whatever you, whatever you, whatever floats your boat to support you throughout that process. Cause if they don't, you are finished. I mean, and, and what I, you know, what gave me a deeper respect or whatever. I mean, everything that you just described being away from your family, sacrificing your life, putting your life on the line. I mean, that's Sounds akin familiar. to, it's akin to the military in a sense. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's I mean, you, I chose to do that shit for, damn near all all of my adult life so far you know yeah so it's just like it's nah, the same thing nah. for them <laughs> yeah and it's but and it's like they didn't get paid shit like it's like yo i i remember when i was talking to a promoter and there's this one particular wrestler i won't say her name her her rate was and it was weird because a part of me was like damn her rate is high mm-hmm. But then another part of me was like, she deserves it. Yeah. But damn, her rate is high. <laughs> but then it's like, her rate was high, but it wasn't what I industry standard. Mm-hmm. But she, but she was, but she had a name, and she was well, and she was really good at her at what she did. Yeah, and and, 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 and that's the sacrifice you got to make as a promoter as well, because I mean. The, the higher the talent you get in, I mean, the more money that you can draw within the promotion, even when they're not there. Because yeah. who, who are they going to have at the next show? You know, exactly, exactly. And it's and it's it's so much to it. But I respect wrestlers so much, which is why I went off on the whole bow wow thing mm-hmm. to to bring back to that. Like, I get it, homie. You want to come into this sport? Yo, come on in, but don't talk shit about it don't yeah. like come in humbly like yo let's there's people who who really bust their ass who've lost their lives who had injuries that 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 they, they can't walk anymore can't move certain body parts like you have you seen rick flair's forehead it is filled with <laughs> have you seen divon's forehead <laughs> exactly like it is they're sacrificing their body. They're shortening their lives. And then the other day, I see um fucking Soldier Boy uh. going off with Randy Orton, and everybody was like, "Oh, this is hilarious!" Like, yo, they are becoming more relevant because of the internet wrestling community. Yeah. For there's a reason why multiple media outlets are picking picking these up because the wrestling community just made them hot on on social media. Mm-hmm. And did you hear the underlining conspiracy about why all this is happening all of a sudden? Why? Because it, it, it's just something stupid or whatever. But it's it's our it's our own little conspiracy. Um, Big E was talking about it, and um, I think uh, Botchamania dude Matthew. Um, what if this is all like a plot to 
get Def Jam to release another Def Jam fight for New York. <laughs> oh, I saw that. 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 And you know what? I would love it. I would love Please. it. Please. Please. I would love it with that same engine. I would fucking love it. But the thing about it, it's not because of that. It's because yeah. people are seeing something that's been ignored for the for years, actually. Mm-hmm. They've been ignored since the Attitude Era. When the Attitude Era was over, the amount of money in pro wrestling, the amount of fame you get in pro wrestling. Like, imagine this. The wrestling fame world is the bizarro world to the real fame world. Because, yeah. honestly speaking, it doesn't, CM Punk said, I'm not a huge fan of CM Punk's attitude sometimes, but the man be spitting facts sometimes. Mm-hmm. He said, it doesn't matter how famous you are in wrestling, mm-hmm. you ain't that famous in the real world. No. Bars. So, so <laughs> a guy like Bow Wow... Soldier Boy, who's lost their relevancy. They, you know, people still know him. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. deny that. But not he's not as famous as they were. They come into that, they feel huge again. They feel famous again. They feel, you know, cool again because of the internet wrestling community. We make you relevant and cool. And then you make a shit ton of money. TNT is throwing the bag at AEW. And they're not even hitting a million views a week. Yeah. Fucking Vince just signed a billion dollar deal with with Fox. With a B. (laughs) They signed another billion dollar deal with NBC to put the network on the Peacock. The Peacock um, streaming service. (laughs) Like, tons of money is being thrown because people don't, people that, that know, they know that, like, I can put on Raw yeah, it's not doing 3 million, 4 million views like it used to do back in the day, mm-hmm. but it's doing 2 million views a week. 2 million views in this current era. Yeah. And then come to find out, I, I was reading recently that their clips online, like YouTube. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, all just the, the clips alone get more than what they get on TV, you know? It's doing crazy numbers crazy numbers especially when you get like a clip with just like alexa bliss in it those shits just because because niggas is, is nasty part of my language but some of these boys are just pervs boy yeah yeah <laughs> alexa I, alexa's a beautiful woman but yeah it's just, you know, I, I don't like i don't i don't understand the appeal to a grown man that a girl looked like a little kid i don't get it <laughs> yo you'd be surprised man like there's i saw something really gross today Mm-hmm. Um, you remember the um that girl that was like the, the mega Bailey fan? Oh yeah, it's oh yeah the Izzy post yeah. You saw that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how old is she? Is she like what is he? Fourteen, fifteen? She yeah she I don't even think she's fifteen yet. I don't think I'm not a hundred percent sure. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> For people who are listening, but she's young. Talking, she's she's she's. She's not of age. Let's put it like that. And she looks young. Let's put also say that too. Yes. So for people who are listening and you know watching this, we're talking about the Mega Bailey fan. She was a Mega Bailey fan. She posted the other day of her working out. Mm-hmm. She was she, you know, she's flexing, you know, whatever, doing some little cute little girl shit. And she posted on Twitter. 
And there are grown men in the comments like, yo, you're hot. When are you releasing merch? I want to support you. This and that. Like, yo, bro, like, there's grown pussy out there. Why are you being a perv? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the the the, the stuff about the merch. That, I mean, cool. I mean, if you want to, nah, nah, nah. There was a hidden agenda on that one. You a nasty man. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. You know what? All right, yeah. When you put it like that, all right, I got you. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Hey, you could you wear it and send it to me? <laughs> yeah, like this is oh, oh, little nasty, little nasty motherfuckers. <laughs> But um, a, a company that you brought up, uh, AEW, um, yes. way back when you was, uh, you know, you had this epiphany, but like, wow, we can do these viewing parties and everything. I mean, it's safe to say that WWE was king. I mean, that was all yeah. that wrestling was, you know, during that time frame and everything. But now that we have a company such as AEW, and then we have the others that are coming up along like Impact and MLW, and um, ROH is starting to have a resurgence as well. I mean, what is your overall outlook on professional wrestling as is right now? Professional wrestling is, it's booming, mm -hmm. but it's not booming because the pandemic slowed it down. Yeah. But it's at a beautiful, beautiful place in my opinion, where you have so many... Wrestling is always behind. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to what's going on currently in the world, music is always ahead. Wrestling is always last on like the entertainment side. Mm -hmm. So what has happened is that I always I love using music and comparing it to wrestling. Mm -hmm. So as you can see before you had major labels. And then now you can, you know, go on SoundCloud or whatever. Throw a rock and hit one. <laughs> throw a rock and hit one. And there's so many, there's so much music being released. It's absolutely ridiculous now. Mm -hmm. Well, hold on. And, there were like five albums just dropped just now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's where wrestling is at right now. AEW, I watch it. Weekly, I have my issues with it. I have issues with WWE. I have issues with it, but it's a beautiful thing because what we spoke about earlier, where you have guys who bust their ass on the independent scene game paying $50, a, $50 maybe, maybe, or a hot yeah. dog and a handshake. And now with AEW being around MLW, NWA, you have, like you said, ROH, there's more opportunity for people to make legit money. Mm -hmm. doing what they love. Yeah. So my current look at it, it's a beautiful thing because even though the dream job is always WWE, you can still make your dream come true and, and provide for your family. Cause a lot of these wrestlers have family. Yeah. They have a wife, they have, they have kids and. Oh, they wind up acquiring like, one along the way. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, there's plenty of wrestlers who are at a point right now. There's a wrestler right now, maybe listening to this or maybe not listening, or sitting in a in a shitty fucking hotel room who just got paid whatever he got, and it's like, y'all might just give up on this shit. Shit. 
Fuck, fuck the shitty hotel. This motherfucker is probably sitting in his car. Like, and even I, even worse. Mm-hmm. There's stories that Stone Cold used to eat potatoes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when he was broke as hell. But it's so many. There's more options now to like. Yeah, I can make. I'm not gonna make WWE money or maybe AEW, but I'll make you know 60k a year. Mm-hmm. I have, I have friends who are um in the bin. They're like, yo, I could do Impact. And do independent shows, sell yeah. some merch, mm-hmm. and have make a quality living. So it's it's a great time to be a wrestler. It's just I always tell my wrestling friends like, yo, get your shit out there, yeah. promote your shit, get your shit out there, it, just keep pushing. You know, promote your brand, get on Twitter, like you do what you gotta do. Like I am, I am a firm believer and putting out your content. If you don't put out your content and promote, you ain't getting nothing. Nobody's walking up to your crib to give you a job. Right. Especially if you're black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you use 100% right. It's just, I mean, watching wrestling for so long, I mean, as far back as I can remember and just seeing it evolve and it change to what it is right now, it's just fucking amazing to me man and it's just like i'm glad that you know that bubble around me which was wwe finally fucking broke because i was missing so much shit (laughs) you know we all were we all were like we 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 got we got to give praise to the uh, one of the, the one of the wrestling gods uh jeff jarrett for brokering that new japan deal so we can get that on american tv it's it's taking care of this. It's it's seeing so much dope shit. Like so many NXT matches were done already in the in the independency. Yeah. Like so many of those matches, and, and many of us don't. Many of us don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like what you said. It's like, but it's also. I remember seeing Isaiah Swerve Scott on the independency. He came to New York, and I love his entrance music, whatever. And I was like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? My my experience with him, I seen him doing um, an intergender match on CZW while he was the Wired champion. Yeah. And that was my first experience seeing him or whatever. And I was like, this dude got some long-ass legs. <laughs> and he was fighting a, a, a lady. And I was like... This is blowing my mind right now. This tall ass dude fighting this little bitty lady, and they put on a hell of a match. I was like, "That boy, go, that boy, good, that boy, good." <laughs> I remember meeting Leo Rush for the first time, and this was when he before he went. It's like way before he got to WWE. Mm-hmm. I saw him in a match. I was like, "Yo, holy fucking shit!" And I actually talked this this into existence. I remember I was trying to get an interview with, with him, and you know, didn't really happen. And next, you know, two years, two and like years later, end up interviewing him. But I remember seeing him for the first time, like, oh my God. But it's like when you find those independent wrestlers before they make it, mm-hmm. it's like finding a, a musician before the, yeah. it's cool to like them. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh shit, like oh, I'm a huge weekend fan. So I remember I listening to the weekend before. He was this multi-million yeah. dollar you, guy. You, you, he was doing you was listening Bowl. to him when you was listening to him when he was the weekday. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 basically. <laughs> like, you know, this is like this is all this old shit. But it, it's the scene right now is beautiful, man. It's just like there's so much talent out there. I have some friends who are in the business and it's, and I love seeing them like move up in the ranks. Like, yo, that's me. Like my girlfriend's a massive, like um independent wrestling fan. Massive, like and now, that's now her those, thing. Now those are rare. <laughs> Yeah, that and she's not ugly, so it's like even better. <laughs> yeah, so that's extra rare. You need to hold on. Yeah, to that one. make that work. Yeah, <laughs> like she's hot and she likes wrestling. Damn, b. Like I was just like, right, you ain't going nowhere. When we first started talking, and she's just like, we're arguing about because she's a huge Stone Cold fan. Okay, we were arguing because I'm a huge Rock fan. We were arguing back and oh. forth about that. I was like, I was like, oh, you you can't go nowhere. <laughs> There's one night we got to a massive argument. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I was like, you are not going anywhere. We are going to figure this shit out because I'm not losing you. She's like, I, I, it's like, this is too much. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Let's, let's talk this out. Because in the back of my head, I was like, I'm not going to find you another you ever again. Mm-hmm. Like, and we get along? Like, hell fucking no. Now, now put this goddamn match on and let's watch this shit. Yeah, I was like, yo, you're not going, no, 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 sit down, sit down, we're gonna figure this out, we're gonna figure, we're gonna work through what this problem that we're having right now, I'm not communicating right, okay, I'll do better, like, we're gonna figure this out, and we, we figured it out, obviously, we're still together, but, yeah, yeah it's, it's, nah, you're not going nowhere, yeah. like, the only way you're leaving me is if you do some fucked up shit, or and die. Like, I, or die. Like, you know, like, it, it, we'll figure the fuck this out. Like, you too good. <laughs> she 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 found out about my wrestling fandom. And, you know, we, we was in the getting to know each other phase or whatever. And I was just like, I like wrestling. She was like, oh, that's cool. And then she started seeing how much I liked wrestling. And she's like, oh, you like wrestling? I was like, yeah. If we go on to this show, let's go. <laughs> you know, and um, cause shit, I remember she was um one one of the last shows that we went together live. Cause I mean, I would take the kids all the time, but w- when we were dating, I took her to two shows. Uh, TNA came to Savannah, Georgia, on St. Patrick's Day, which was a big mistake. Cause one, it was running opposite of a Medea play. Uh, two it was St. Patrick's Day which Savannah Georgia hosts one of the biggest St. Patrick's Day celebrations in the United States so Mm -hmm. that's two things they already fucked up on and I think also Kevin Hart was playing around the area as well so they was just fucking up all over the place and here we are knowing all this shit is going on we had a fucking wrestling show right (laughs) Was there only like two of y'all there? Uh, it was a pretty decent crowd because, like, this was the era when, uh, what it was, uh, Gunner and Murphy they were a tag team, and I think yeah. Gu- Gunner was the um, the belt that they always changed. It was the Genesis belt, then it was the Legends belt, then it was what else, the red one. Um, oh, um, the X X Division. The X no, not the X Division. Nah, it was uh the Legends belt. Then it was like it was. Some other title it was the red one, yeah. the one that Lashley had for a while. Okay. And uh Gunner had that. And then 
freaking Scott Steiner was still there. Um, they were selling Pope merchandise, but the Pope wasn't there. And freaking what was the name? Uh, the one that sold all the merch and was yelling all the time. Don Callis, not Don. Callis, yeah. uh not Don Callis is with Kenny Omega. Uh, the other Don, Don West, Don West. He was there selling the brown bag giveaways and shit. They had Hardy merchandise. It it was just a weird ass show. And that was the first one I ever took her to. That was the one I made her go to. We going to see the wrestling show, goddammit. And I took her. And then the next time I took her, she was like seven months pregnant and it was a SmackDown show and I almost beat a motherfucker ass because we was like in the front row and the dude yeah. in front of us got all hype and shit and he went up and he like bumped the chair back and it kind of, it was, it got close to it, too close for, for comfort for me because she carried my baby in there. And I was like, hey, motherfucker! <laughs> By the damn fucking the goddamn show. <laughs> And she was like, I'll never forget that because I believe that's the maddest at the time I ever seen you get, get and shit. And I was just like, this is my baby, you know? <laughs> nah, 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 you, you're right, you're right, you're right, bro. It, it's, um, I've dated girls who didn't like wrestling. She's actually the first girl I've ever dated that loves wrestling as much as I do, maybe even more. And dating people who don't like wrestling is not that bad because most women will be like, yo, you know what? This is what you love. This is your thing. Yo, go ahead. But there was one chick I dated. And I remember at the time I was living, with, we were living together and we were watching SmackDown and watching one of the women's matches. And I'm a very patient person. But when you press that button and when you talk shit about wrestling, press the button. I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna go off. So, and this probably was a downfall of our relationship after this one. She's watching, we're watching the show, SmackDown, and I think it's a women's match on. And she's like, this shit looks so fucking fake. This is fucking horrible. Ugh. And she's just talking shit, talking shit, sitting there. <laughs> And I'm just like, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> basically, this why I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> this is my livelihood. Fuck you. And I was just going off. And for some reason, that's one of my biggest triggers ever. Because I was at another time I'm at work and I'm minding my business. So our break room is, is like in the basement of the job. And I just finished working out because I work at a gym. And I, I went to Chipotle. I got like my little burrito bowl, you know, no, 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 no rice, just meat and veggies, whatever. I'm eating and I got like a small bag of like baby sized bag of like Chipotle chips. Chips, yeah. I grabbed my phone. I, you know, I copied it up. You know, I was watching some like wrestling news because I have a podcast. I'm trying to stay up on the news yeah. in case I miss anything for the week. And she was a, a co-worker from another gym, though. So she comes downstairs, and she's like, hey, what's going on? I was like, hey, what's up? And, I, you know, I'm in the zone. Like, I'm, I got my food, got my wrestling. You know, I'm about to I'm – enjo I'm enjoying myself. I'm in my moment. I just finished work. had a great workout. You know, whatever. And she's like, yo, wh why is that bag of chips so small? It's like, oh, it's a kid size from Chipotle. I didn't want to get too much chips. I want to keep the carbs low. And she's like, oh, okay, okay. And she hears, like, like, um, 
people falling onto the mat, you know, the grunting and everything. Yeah. And she goes, what are you watching? I was like, oh, I'm watching some wrestling. She goes, she's like, how old are you? <laughs> I said, excuse me? She's like, how old are you? She made a face too. She's like, how old are you? I was like, why are you asking me that? She's like, you're watching wrestling and eating a baby, baby chips. I was like, <laughs> I said, hey, these two are mutually exclusive, goddammit. You work in the gym, you should know how this shit work. First of all, I'm so, I, <laughs> so I looked at her and I was like, excuse me? I was like, you ever been in a wrestling gym? In the wrestling ring? She was like, no. I was like, exactly. You couldn't do it anyways. And she was like, how do you know that? I was like, I know you couldn't do it because you asked that dumbass question <laughs> and making this dumbass comment. She was like, oh, why you got to be so... I was like, you know you can leave. And then she like, grabbed the stuff <laughs> and she walked out. But it was just like, yo... I'm minding my business. I just got to fucking pump my adrenaline up. <laughs> yeah, because adrenaline was through the roof. I just finished working out. You think you better than me. I'm just trying to enjoy my, my, my little time to myself. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> just go the fuck upstairs. But right now, my current relationship, we've talked about if we ever get married, we're doing like WWE type entrances. So 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 I've seen these or whatever, and they, they pretty fucking cool or whatever. They, I, I've seen people have like somewhat of like a ring announcing shit and announcing them, to, you know, just like how I would do at a, a event and shit. So you got to tell me if we gonna have a wrestling theme, goddamn wedding and shit. What is the goddamn intro music? What what is we walking down the aisle to or what? Or when they be like, now I present to you, Mister and Missus Java Tears, and damn. What 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 is bringing you so, out in? I already we already told each other because she's a huge Macho Man fan. That's her favorite uh -huh. wrestler of all time. I mean, so we're gonna now? do we're gonna do the Macho Man Miss Elizabeth type of entrance. Oh, you gonna put it up on the shoulder and put it on the shoulder. <sighs> and if I and, and, and if I'm making the amount of money I need to be making, I, I'm gonna get the whole ring, the little motorized ring that coming down and everything, and up oh. in the ring. I'm going. No, listen, I'm going all the fuck out. <laughs> And, and, and then I, I low-key want all my groomsmen to be wearing referee shirts. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I, I, oh, thank yeah. you. That's pretty good. Referee shirts. We, I'm dressed up as Macho Man. She's dressed up as Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I, I'm seeing it in my mind right now. Yeah. I, I can yeah. dig it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. And, 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 and if I... And pop it enough, or she pop it enough, I get either Devon or fucking Biggie to do to do the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you dare be sour! <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Biggie or Devon um, ordaining my wedding. Like, come on! Oh, testify! <laughs> I'll pay them. Yeah, I mean, shit. I don't know Biggie seems like the person he might he might do it for free. He might, he might, he might. I don't know. Depending on how that cameo money is, but then again, I don't know. Is he still doing that? Can he still do? No, he can't. He can't because you know they got rid of that um, third party actor. You, you you know I think that's his fault, right? Why? Because he was talking about it too much. 
on the podcast. And to top it off, what is not coincidence. He was always talking about it on the podcast, putting it over. And then he got them trunks made, talking about follow me on Cameo on the shit. And then right after that, all the shit started. It's Big E fault, I'm telling you. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because that man's the, the king of promo. That Those boys, boy, know how to put themselves over. They know how to put themselves over. So I wouldn't be surprised. But they were all making some money, though. Mm-hmm. I heard Lana was like taking off a third-party company. Mm-hmm. She's a hot blonde, so she was just yeah in the bikini just, just getting these checks. Now, I mean, so what are your thoughts on that, though? Like, I mean, they're just them putting the kibosh on people third-party stuff and kind of like taking it in for themselves and kind of doling dough out to them or whatever. Are they giving them money? That, that's that, that's my assumption. I mean, because I mean, I don't follow it too much, but what from what I understand of it is they can't do it directly, but they can do it under the WWE umbrella. It, it's the if, if they get paid a little bit of like you know royalties off of it, I have no problem with that. I understand because because you got to understand because I, I see it two ways. The reason why most of them are, are have a have a name is because of the WWE platform, and that's the the viewpoint of the company. I, I believe it's just like you couldn't do this if it wasn't for me. So yeah, why are you you know, which is still yeah. it makes sense, but it's still fucked up, you know. It makes sense, but it, but it's a little still fucked up because it's like damn, like um because. A lot of the reason why a lot of them jumped on cameo on Twitch, all this other shit, because of the pandemic, they weren't making money. Mm-hmm. Their downside, what they were making, wasn't enough because even okay. Granted, you you, you get a WWE contract, you make a decent amount of money, mm-hmm. but the money money makers are on the upper echelon. Yeah, and then you 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 make your money. But you always still got to deduct for travel, hotel, yeah. your gear if they're not making it for you, and yeah. you know your food. Just living, pretty much. You know? Just living. So you're making a decent living, but it's you know the extra money. You always want that extra money. You don't want nobody taking taking away from your extra money. Mm-hmm. But I see where the company's coming from. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. But I understand both sides. Mm-hmm. Now, if I had to pick a side. I'm picking the creator side, like yo, bro, like I'm, I'm yeah. I need this little bit of extra, little bit of extra change that's coming, that's coming in. Can I keep it? But I, I wish that they had worked out a better deal. Like yo, listen, everything's under the umbrella. You get a twenty. You, we, we, we do a split. Yeah. We'll, we, you know, we'll distribute your, all your shit, but you got to split off of it. Just like you, like we take care of your merch. Yeah. Yeah. You get a percent off of it. That, I think that, it should be yeah. that way. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm under under the assumption that it is. I mean, I don't know for fact. I don't work for the company, but it, that's what I feel that it is. Is just damn. Mm-hmm. All right, if you're doing a Twitch or whatever thing, I mean, we we shell you off for you know your efforts. You know. Yeah, and that's how that's how it should be. But you know, they got a new team over there that's really trying to. You know what it is? They're trying to get into that digital market space and yeah. dominate it. Yeah, they, because they, they know they, what the future is yeah. looking like. Yeah, they, they are capitalizing big time. Because I mean, shit, we you talked about it earlier. They, they're getting bees 
thrown at them. Just like, oh, uh, we'll give you a couple billion. Bow. Oh, thank you, pretty much. <laughs> and then you know, they're 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 making more money. And I mean, it's kind of they pull that third party shit because I mean they losing money in certain places as well because they don't do live shows anymore and the merch they would sell at live shows and all this other stuff. So I mean. But then again, they're keeping money at the same time because they're not doing live shows, so they don't have to pay for the gas up the trucks and all this other shit and all that and this. And so, I mean, it's, it's just a weird space right now. They lost money and they got rid of people they felt weren't needed in the company. Like, a lot of people was like, well... Which they, they should have been doing anyway. <laughs> well, they were keeping people because they didn't want them to go to AEW. Well, just anywhere, period, really. I mean, but shit, yeah. I mean, just because... <sighs> I can understand that from, a, I guess, a business standpoint or whatever, but you ain't doing shit with them. And some of them, <laughs> even even though you got them, they, some of them is, is garbage. And they yeah, do, they, they would do they better to go it. somewhere and do something else. <laughs> yeah, like, it, that's just, like, it, it wasn't working, but they try to keep them. And then they looked even worse, like from a, you know, from a, a visual standpoint, like just the perception of it, like you're releasing people during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But most of them, they weren't going to do anything with them in the first place. Yeah. So it, 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 it's, a, it's a weird thing. And I don't know the business behind things. We can only, only speculate. Yeah. Because AEW is losing money. Yeah. They said it. They're not making any money. They lose, but they they decided not to to release anybody. But I'm telling you this right: any every big company has 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 skeletons in their closet. Yeah, it's just that WWE is a public company, and we get to see all of their fucking skeletons. Yeah, yeah. Their closet like, is wide the fuck open. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about that a little bit of that on your show and whatnot. Because you're talking about Tony Khan is a like a mob boss and shit doing mob boss shit. Oh, like, yo, I am not. L- listen, I said on the show, and I'll say it here, like, I'm not mad at him making these motherfuckers sign NDAs. I'm not mad at him of him paying off, and he, they'll say no, but paying the, the fucking wrestling, wrestling media. Like, yo, here's a couple, here's his bag. You're going to do it. That's what all entertainment companies do. Fucking if you if you're a rapper at the like you know when you know music was like in a different space and radio was needed, they were dropping off a a paper bag with money to a DJ at a local radio station who gets your record played. Yep. It's the same game, it's just a different type of way of entertainment. Yeah. WWE does it too. Of course, yeah. They 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 in the bed with motherfuckers, man. And I thought it was funny, like the later on years or whatever, because they they try to get ahead of spoilers and shit. So they'll be like, "Oh, this just released on TMZ that such and such did this." I was like, "Okay, this isn't news. I mean, you're just trying to get out of ahead of it. I mean, I can kind of respect that, but I just think it's funny. It, it's hilarious. It's this is just it's the business because I remember when um. I didn't, and I said on the podcast, I don't know if, when it was NXT was first coming around, 
or like a little bit after when NXT was about to go to USA, they invited the wrestling media to come to to, to, to the performance center to like get a tour. More like, yo, hey, like talk talk some good stuff about us, talk, mm-hmm. put out some good good ratings about us. Like you have half of the wrestling media on your fucking pre-show for pay-per-views nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay. It's, it's part of the business. The fans, you know, d- dictate what they like and what they don't like. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Because the media can do whatever they want to say, but the fans are the, are the real critics of it. Mm-hmm. With all these companies, you know, in play now, we are seeing the influx of talent coming in at a rapid pace. We are seeing guys as young as 19 and 20 wrestling on national television. Um. It's pretty much like an arms race and everything. I mean, we we trying to get up all the the munitions so we can go to war or whatever, and we have all the the, the ammo that we need to fight. So, mm-hmm. do you feel that this could hurt some of those guys and gals being sucked in the system so early, or you think it's a good thing? It's a beautiful thing, and and in some ways. You could say like, no, this is a bad thing because they're not getting their feet wet, whatever, in the independent scene. But you learn structure. Mm-hmm. You learn. Let's say you end up in WWE. You are in the WWE of wrestling, which is a super structured way of doing things. You, you you're you you understand the business. You'll be around fucking legends mm-hmm. who've been in business for years. So it's a great opportunity, and you should fucking take it. Same thing if you end up in AEW. You're 2021 and you're new. You can learn so fucking much, especially if you're around the right people that will teach you the business and that will tell you how to maneuver within the business. Because let's say, for instance, you're 2021, 23, whatever. Like a guy like Drew McIntyre. You come in, it doesn't fucking work out for you. You end up going back in the independent scene. You end up making a shit ton of money in the independent scene because you are a former WWE or AEW person. Mm-hmm. So you go back, make yourself even more hot, reinvent yourself because when you're young and you're in that um, the machine, you kind of don't grow into yourself, which is like the bad part about it. You kind of have a, you find yourself, it's, hard, it's harder to find yourself because you got the chains on you. Mm-hmm. But with the knowledge that you gain from there and you go back into the independent scene, you can absolutely learn learn who your fucking self and come back even hotter. It, it, it's 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 an opportunity is an opportunity. You can't deny that, and you're getting paid yeah. a legit rate. So, how do you feel about like people getting sucked up that early for AEW and Ring of Honor and other places like that? Because your first uh, example was WWE. Because anybody can go to WWE and as soon as you get that label on you, use this fresh hot shit when you go back down. But if you go to ROH first, can you go somewhere else and be like, oh, former ROH star, this and that and the third. <laughs> but it's, it's still an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for instance, you go to ROH, right? ROH is not that huge. What is it? Like ROH is like third, fourth on the list right now. I think MLW took his spot at number three. You go to ROH. If you're consistently getting booked, you're building a name for yourself. And 
and you can, you can get booked outside. And you're still learning from legends because there's a couple of great stars in 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 ROH that have been in business for for a long time. It's still not between. It's a structured place, not a structure that WWE and AEW. If you're signed, you might not be on TV, but they'll see you a lot. You're still an AEW star. Remember that. You're still an AEW person. Yeah. You still got the AEW and WWE is actually $200 with your hot dog. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed an extra $200 you, you, with your you hot dog. some relish on that dog, baby? <laughs> yeah. 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 You'll get that relish, that mustard, and you, and you, and you get an extra $200. Because you, you, you you're a WWE ROH guy. Impact, another example. Still an opportunity to be on TV, mm-hmm. especially if you get. You know what I mean? Screen. Especially if you get to share the screen with Kiara Hogan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've met her in person. She's a small, beautiful woman. Oh yes, I've met her in person too, and she's been on my show. <laughs> oh, super nice. We've interviewed we've interviewed her actually before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Lovely lady. Anyway, <laughs> but um. What I do enjoy that's going on in professional wrestling, um, the stuff that's going on in New Japan. I don't think we've mentioned New Japan at any point in this interview, except for when I referenced Jeff Jarrett. But yeah. what I'm enjoying about New Japan right now is um, the caliber or just the different variety of young lions that they're starting to get in now. Of course. Yeah, so I seen a black dude, young lion. I was like, whoa, goddamn, I need to... Need to do the night tour. I was like, look at that. Yeah, look at that there. <laughs> New New Japan wrestling is like a whole different breed. Like it, it's a whole new world. Yes. You, you you don't even have to talk. You're dripping with charisma. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, it, it's a different thing. I never get to catch everything when I want to, because it's you know like yeah, I weird. I did watch a lot of um, Wrestle Kingdom when it came on, but it was like. It's you know four a.m. over here, and I'm getting ready for work as I'm as I'm watching on my phone on the shady, on a shady um, <laughs> link allegedly, that my boy sent me. allegedly, allegedly, oh, alleged, allegedly my shady, my shady um, <laughs> link that my boy allegedly you know my boy sent me and shit. Mm-hmm. But you know it's it, it, I'm happy with with this whole like U.S. thing that they got going on and mm-hmm. stuff of that nature, and it, and it's some of the purest form of wrestling you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. It's. I just wish they had more black people there, but okay, that's a different conversation. Hey, but, um, I mean, we got ACH working over there right now. We got the um, Keith, I think is, I forget his first, Kevin Keith or Kevin Knight or something. That's the young lion, the black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo is working there off and on. So that's three that I can think of. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, you know what it is for me? I love what they're doing, but like they they very few times that they push that black guy to the top. Cause they'll, cause they'll put a white boy there and put him in put him at the leader of the bullet club. Mm-hmm. And make him a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, the white boy that they made a superstar besides Jay White. I I ain't mad at it. We got Kenny, Finn, well, so, AJ. So, so we go, we'll, we'll lead right into that or whatever. Because, I mean, I have had my unpopular opinions of wrestlers on my show. And I would like to hear some of yours. When I, when I speak of unpopular opinions, what professional wrestler 
that everybody is swearing to God that's freaking the hottest thing since sliced bread that you disagree with. Because mine, for example, is Finn Balor and Okada. They're just not my cup of tea. I'm not I'm not with you on Okada. Now, Finn. I don't think Finn is blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I think Finn is a star, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's blockbuster. I've been saying it for years, and I've been saying it especially recently. And everybody's like, you're, you're fucking crazy. And I'm just like, nah. I don't think Finn Balor's blockbuster. I think he's great, great in the ring. I enjoy his matches. Listen. He ain't blockbuster. My other person is John Moxley. I can see it. I think, hold on for a second. My little, my headphones is acting up. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think John Moxley is a megastar. Mm-hmm. I listen, I respect every wrestler. Yeah. I think John Moxley's cool. Mm-hmm. I think he's he is the Chris Bosch of the Shield. I think he is the equivalent of what Aquaman is to Superman <laughs> and Batman. I just don't, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no beef, no beef. But I, those are my, those are my two. Who I'm just like, I guess. Yeah, but everybody loves them. Yeah, well, see, you know. I, 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 get, I get what you're saying, because I agree with you on certain points or whatever. It's just like, I am not discounting their relevance in the business or the accolades that they achieved in the business. In the business. It's just like, they're just not my cup of tea. Some people like broccoli. Some people don't. That's yeah. just what it is. And, 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 and it's totally fine, because I have a homegirl who always like, yo, I'm riding with my, with my... I was like, I don't care. You can ride with John John. I don't give a fuck. I don't like Aquaman, a.k.a. Chris Bosh, a.k.a. John Moxley. Now, this Sunday, I will be tuned in mm-hmm. to watch him and Kenny Soul Glow Omega Soul Glow. go at it in this ridiculous bomb, you know, bullet, what, oh, bomb, you know, Barbed wire, yeah. man, whatever the fuck they're calling it, because yeah. I want to see some violence. Yes. So I'm going to tune in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not at it, I will thoroughly be enjoying that shit. But <laughs> I, he still ain't my man. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I was waiting on. But <laughs> no, because I mean, that's the same thing like with, um, the example that I gave with a Finn Balor or whatever, I mean, um, here in Houston, I think this was the their last live show that they did in front of people here. They did the um, Worlds Collide show here, and they did the Royal Rumble here. Oh, and yeah. I was not going to go to the World Collide show until they put Finn Balor against uh, Dragunov on the card. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo. They putting Dragon off in there with Finn Balor. I need to go see this show, and it wasn't because it was Finn Balor that I wanted to go see this show because I wanted to see motherfucking Dragon off, and I was like, they had enough confidence in this dude's ability to put him in there with Finn Balor, and then you know they value Finn Balor, so I was like, oh shit, I want to go see this now. <laughs> but, but 
he still ain't my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's and it's fine. We all got these. We all we all have. It's you know what I say. Wrestling is like music, so it's all it's you know, it's all like you know different tastes. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's a broccoli thing. Word. But, but yeah, yeah, for me, it's Finn and John Moxley. Mm-hmm. So, I think so, those, those are my two. Those are my. I ain't loving them, but I respect. Them. So, is there anybody on your radar right now that you think should be the forefront of somebody's company? Hmm. Um, there's a couple. I think Shane Taylor. Now, let's talk about him real quick. Every time I hear that name, all I all I see in my mind's eye is them childbearing hips he got. <laughs> What's up with that, man? I just like, I hear he's doing great things, but it's just like, I see him and I just see like, dude, you got to, you look like a cello and it's, it's throwing me the fuck off. <laughs> so he's, he's trying to lose. I just had him on our podcast, actually. Shout out to Shane. <laughs> but um I cut all this out so <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it up 100 percent because he's working on the body so he knows that mm-hmm. his in-ring ability is fucking amazing yeah um and one of the biggest things is he's putting other black wrestlers on mm-hmm. and he's turning Shane Taylor Productions in SCP into something to maybe one day be a bullet club for black wrestlers. Okay. So I fucks with him because of his in-ring ability and the fact that he's one of those dudes that that's putting other people on. He's one. I really, really like Ricky Starks. Yeah. Yeah. That dude, like, I, I know he w- wasn't he in MLW for a little bit. Yeah, he was in MLW yeah. for a little bit. I heard, of, I heard his name there. I never seen anything of him until he hit AEW. Yeah. So I fucks with I fucks with them. Um, WWE. To be to be honest, most of the people that I fucks with WWE are getting pushes right now. Mm. I think she's, Bobby Lashley, man. Yo, bro, that should have been since day one. You know, we yeah. all been saying it. We all been saying it, but it, they weren't putting in a position for him to win. And you know what I mean? That they they weren't putting him in a position to win, and you know, but now they got him with MVP in it, and it's fucking amazing. MVP is truly the MVP. <laughs> fucking just just it he he put the work in. He put the work in. That's another brother you got you gotta be like, yo, thank you for helping other people out and like you know, get motherfuckers to grow. Yep. One of my favorite professional wrestlers, one of the my favorite United States champions, <laughs> motherfucking MVP. I lost my shit at the Royal Rumble, not because Edge came back, because motherfucking MVP was there, and he was wearing the motherfucking Black Panther outfit. I was like, "This, take me now, Jesus. I can go now." <laughs> Yo, he 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 definitely doing his thing, man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate, Appreciate that dude so so much. Got to, you got to, you got to, you got to. Who else is uh who else I'm fucking with right now? Jacob Fatu. 
Yeah, I've been hearing good things about that guy. He, I, he oh man, that's a talent. Mm-hmm. That's a moment genetic gene pool, boy. <laughs> yes. That's different. Different. So we, we know it's not a Samoan drop when they do it right, because they are Samoan, so it's just a drop. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But it's it's that he's he's another he lost some weight too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was at a show in Jersey about probably about a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and Jacob Fatu popped up and I was like, I didn't recognize him. That's how small he got. Him. Word. I was like, oh. I thought it was like one of their cousins or something. <laughs> yeah, man, because um, I seen him, you know, because I'm I'm starting to make my way toward ML, MLW and everything. I just had a Zen Chi on my show not too long ago. And um, I heard the name and people tout him to me and whatnot. And when he w- was bigger or whatever, like stature wise, I mean, he, he gave me the Umaga vibes. And I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that dude. You look like you can run over a, mo- a motherfucking tanker truck and just be fine. Just be like, ah, this is cool. <laughs> but Nah, he's killing it. He's killing it, man. Um, like I said, that, that's Samoan bloodline, bro. Did, did you watch Yokozuna documentary? No, I'm going to get to it, though. You need to. Very well. You absolutely need to because... You start you start looking at that whole fucking um Peter Maivia's whole fucking right nut just just <laughs> fucking created fucking legends. <laughs> listen, listen, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. His right nut created motherfucking legends in this business. Yeah. The Rock, Roman, um, the Usos, Yokozuna, um, Rikishi. The wild Samoans, like yo, the list goes on. Yeah, and then shit, they got some Usos floating around there that look just like Jay and shit, Jay and Jimmy, man. I was like, God damn, because I remember when they was doing the Hall of Fame, they were sitting out in the crowd, and I was like, that ain't Jay and that ain't Jimmy, but that show, that must be just Jay, Jimmy, and James. That must be James because he looked just like those other two motherfuckers. I was like, golly, y'all close all, together. All look alike. All these motherfuckers look alike, man. Fucking, it's it's a fucking amazing shit. All right, but on another note, still professional wrestling uh, adjacent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta ask this because you you seem like you consume a lot of wrestling. You you, you put a lot of wrestling through your eyeballs and everything. Mm-hmm. Explain to me why male and female, just about every black wrestler does some variation of the flatliner. The pay dirt or whatever the hell you call it. Tell me why. Say that again. Say the last part. Why do every black wrestler, male or female, have some variation of the flatliner in their arsenal? I don't... Maybe it's like... Is it our move? Because if it's our move, I'll give it, I'll give it its due, because that's our move then. But just about every black professional wrestler that I've seen has some variation of the flatliner, pay dirt, or whatever the hell you want to call it. They have it. I don't know. Maybe it's 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 just it's just this part of just being a a black wrestler. 
<laughs> I didn't notice that. You're right. I I want it to be the official move. I, I that's that's because I've once I've noticed it because I mean maybe we just predisposed to liking that move because I tell you what before I started noticing this when we would get the WWE 2K games or just any WWE game in general that is a part of my arsenal that is either my finisher or my signature so I mean I have some wrestling experience and I swear to God if I ever had like a a match where I was able to create a moveset. It would be in my arsenal. So are we predisposed as black people to gravitate toward this move? And if so, today, because I said it more than once, but today, officially, since you're here, we dubbing this our move. We're going to do it today. We're going to do it right now at 944 Central Time. <laughs> so yeah. 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 I think, the, I think it is. Cause I mean, Bobby Lashley. I'm just I'm gonna go off the WWE people that I know off the top of my head. Bobby Lashley, R Truth, Shelton Benjamin, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander. Um, that's just five right off the top of my head. I know there's more. Swerve, yeah, swerve, more. swerve. It's it's our move. It's our move. Yeah. It's our move, bro. Big Swole, she do it. Brandy did it when she was wrestling. Uh, ACH did a variation of it. Um, th- these are just people that I pull off my head because I, I I made like a four minute clip of just black wrestlers doing the move. MVP did it once or twice at a time. So yeah, that's our move. That's our move now. <laughs> the, official, nah, you got it. The, the official move of the black professional wrestler. Nah, you definitely got that. Definitely got that. Yeah. Shit. Damn. See, yeah. Throw it on a t-shirt. Make it merch. I move. We get. We need to get with a dazzle over there on uh, the Black Wrestling Alliance. Get him to put that in his, uh, you know, his little pamphlet or whatever. It's I move. <laughs> Adrian. Yeah, a dazzle. I call him A and B dazzle because he's special. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a that's a good dude right there, man. That's one of the beautiful things about wrestling is I've met um a lot of people from the community. Mm-hmm. It's brought a lot of it brought me me love brought a lot of people. Actually, brought me, I meet my girlfriend. Wrestling Twitter got me to meet my girlfriend. Word, and I've just I was able to go to so I, before all this pandemic shit happened. I have been to every WrestleMania since thirty one. Nice. Except for 33. That was the one when the Undertaker retired or whatever. I'm glad I didn't I go there. Pay-per-view. Huh? I still haven't been to a WWE pay-per-view. At all? No. Like not one? No. Why? <laughs> I always do the viewing parties. True. But you can take an off day, my dude. <laughs> I, I I one day I will. One day I will. Yeah. Because, I mean, shit, it was right there in Jersey. Fucking MetLife. I was there, too. Romania. Oh. <laughs> no. I, from what people told me from that night. So, did you go? Yes, I went. So, from what I was told, this is from people, but you tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. It was so hard to go back home. For them, it was. Because we didn't fuck around. We had a car. <laughs> so damn 
soon as that last match was over, fuck that pyro. We left the building, got in the car, and we were home in under 10 minutes. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, but so, all the people waiting on all the people waiting on transit and Ubers and all the other bullshit, yeah, they didn't go the fuck home. <laughs> but we got the fuck home. We even stopped and got something to eat. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Because the people that I was telling me it was fucking horrible. It was raining. It was cold and shit. I was like, damn. I was tucked away in my bed by then, so I didn't give a fuck what they was going through. <laughs> Where did you stay in New York? Um, you stayed in Jersey. I, we didn't stay too far from the stadium because that's why we got back so fast. So okay. Wherever the uh, surrounding area was, because I didn't book the room or whatever, and I had no plans on going to the show at all because okay. my WrestleMania experience has been by coincidence or happenstance or whatever the case may be. Because the first one, my mom bought me a ticket and said, you going? I was like, okay. Because WrestleMania fell on March 29th that year, which is this guy's birthday. (laughs) So she bought that to me as a freaking birthday ticket. I mean, a birthday present. So she was like, here my credit card information, find you a ticket and a plane ticket and everything. And um, just let me know how how much everything costs. I was like, okay. So she sent me to WrestleMania for my very first time on my birthday. So- I got to see 31, see the greatest heist of the century. And um, I was content with that. I was like, I got to see one in my lifetime. I'm good. I saw the Saints win a Super Bowl, and I've been to a WrestleMania in my lifetime. I'm good. Take me down, Jesus. (laughs) Not really. Knock on wood. Um, And then 32, that was the one in Dallas. Um, they crowned the first woman's champion of this era. You know, that's when they brought the new belt. Lita introduced that one. I was there for that one. I was on the side where Shane McMahon fell off the cage and bust his belly button open and did all that crazy shit. And I didn't plan on going to that one. My brother called me up out of the blue. He's like, hey, you went to WrestleMania last year, right? I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I want to get you a ticket. So damn, just... Go ahead and look it up online and tell me how much it costs and I'll buy it for you. I was like, okay. Okay. Thanks. I said, it wasn't my birthday. It didn't fall on March 29th this year, <laughs> but okay. So I went to that one. Then 33 came around. That's the uh, Orlando one. I was like, no way in hell. This shit going to happen three times in a row. And it didn't. And then um, New Orleans came around and I made for damn show that I was going to that one because I got screwed out of two WrestleManias in the past. When they went to Houston, I believe 2010 maybe or something like that. Uh-huh. I was going to go to that one. I was like, cause I'm from Lake Charles, Louisiana. That's two hours away from Houston. I was like, yeah. this will be my first WrestleMania It's close to home. It's going to be as close to my hometown as I can get from my first WrestleMania. Hey player, go on this deployment real quick. <laughs> so I missed it because I went on a deployment. Then they went to New Orleans the first time for 30. Daniel yeah. Bryan, both of the titles. I was going to go. Motherfucking New Orleans, my home state. We going. You want to catch this deployment real quick, player? <laughs> so I got caught on two deployments for two WrestleManias in the vicinity of my hometown. That would have been my first time ever going. So, yeah. when it, so when it came around this time, 
for this WrestleMania in New Orleans. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going. I'm here in Houston. That's a five-hour drive. I ate that shit. Just riding down the highway, eating Slim Jims. I'm going to WrestleMania. And I made that one. And then the um, next one, which was, uh, what? so I get my timelines messed up. So that was one, two, skip 33, 34 New Orleans. And then this one, yeah, the damn one in MetLife. I went to that one. And I wasn't going to go to that one. But somebody I knew, because of the internet, because of the wrestling community on Twitter, somebody I knew, they was like, hey, man, you know anybody that want to buy a ticket to WrestleMania? Because I have an extra one, and I'm just trying to sell it. And I was like, word? How much? And it's like, for the low. Word? So, <laughs> I was like, hey, baby. Miss B-Rob. Signature up there on the wall right there. Uh. I think I know some, because at this point in time, the tickets were sold out. You couldn't go online and get them unless you're going like way high third party and shit. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I know somebody that might have a ticket and I might want to go to WrestleMania. She's like, well, your birthday is coming up. And as soon as she said that, I was like, oh Lord, thank you. I was like, hey dog, let me get that ticket player. <laughs> and um, my homeboy was like, uh, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. I am completely lying. That's how New Orleans wound up. I, I drove to New Orleans, but that's how I got the ticket for New Orleans. The way it came from MetLife Stadium, my homeboy, he was still in the military. He was stationed in Rhode Island, and he said he was going to WrestleMania. I was like, nah, man, I don't think I'm going to be able to go. He's like, hey, we haven't seen each other in a while. If I'm going, I'll get you a ticket, and you just have to get there. You just have to you know, find a way to get there. And I I got an extra ticket. A guy that was coming with me, he dropped out. I was like, bet, baby. Uh, I might have a ticket because that was a similar conversation. Hey, I might have a ticket. She's like, all I got to do, all I got to do is get the plane ticket and, and I got a ticket. My homeboy, Nick, who do the rest of this trash with me, he said he's going to give me a ticket and everything like that. She's like, all right, it is your birthday because it's always around my birthday, you know? Yeah. And she's like, I'll get you the plane ticket. Call up Nick. Hey, man. We're going to get it, man. She said, I can go. He's like, hey, uh, my homeboy said, changed his mind and he going. Fuck. So, exactly. Fuck. So now I got to scramble, try to find me a WrestleMania ticket and shit. So I get a ticket. 70 something bucks, but it is at the very top. You were in heaven talking to Jesus, Judas, whatever the there, There's video of me on Instagram peering over the top of the building down to the parking lot. That's how high up I was. I was at the top of the motherfucking Did building. Did you see anything? It was a great view. I mean, you could see everything, but like the ring looked like this goddamn big. But let's bring it full circle, my man, because this we'll kind of close it out here. Remember what we was talking about in the beginning about how the choices we make and the path that we choose lead us yeah. to the place that we need to be or we meant to be or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was meant to be there. 
because my friends, the one that had a ticket for me, but it got snatched away because his homeboy changed his mind. Or whatever. Yeah. Shout out to Daniel if you listen to this motherfucker. Um, they were sitting down in the 300s. They was down low yeah. at the very top. I'm up high. So I'm sitting there. Wind just hit me in the face. Birds flying by and shit. <laughs> Cloud all up in my shit. And like I'm looking like Goku and shit riding on Nimbus. Damn. He called me. He's like, hey, man, ain't nobody down here around us. Just come sit down here. You know, once the pre-show starting, people start filling in. I mean, I guess you can just go back up. You can just come down here and chill with us. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I can do that. So go down, sit with them in the 300s. I mean, I'm not sitting directly with them on their row. I'm just like sitting around in the empty seats that they got available down there. And we're just chilling, just talking, hanging out. People start coming in. You know, if somebody, I'm in somebody's seat, I just, I just move over to the next one, you know? And that happened for a little while. Then the first match for the pre-show kickoff. And I'm sitting in the seat. And ain't nobody coming. So second match in the pre-show happened. Somebody came in my seat. So I moved up to the row that they were on because seats next to them were empty. So I'm sitting next to the three people that bought tickets that I know that came here for the show. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting next to them now. Pre-show is over. The show is starting. All the seats are filled except for the one I'm sitting in and the one next to me. So I was like, all right. So whenever these people come, they're going to have these two seats. Yeah. Show is on. We are in the show. Light is in my face during the Randy Orton AJ match because that was the issue at that WrestleMania that had a spotlight that was like extra bright and it was in people's face and they couldn't see it. I was at that point in the show. Nobody came. Awesome. So that whole WrestleMania, I sat in those seats next to my friends. And enjoyed the show. And enjoyed the show. This whole The whole show. Got to see Kofi win and everything. The whole show, beginning to end. WrestleMania. I didn't watch the fireworks because I was trying to get the fuck out of there and get to the <laughs> career. But it was meant to be. That's, yeah. All them seats in that arena. All the space in this motherfucker, all the people that came from far and wide, from here to there, to this event, and that one seat was open for me to sit in. Mm-hmm. Serendipity had to be. I had to be there. <laughs> Serendipity as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So, hey man, it be what it be. Perfect. I, I couldn't been couldn't have been no more perfect. And then we had Raymond James Stadium last year. And I had a plane ticket. I had a place to stay. I was ready to go. And then COVID said, hey, you want to catch this deployment play? <laughs> oh, man. Shit. I would have went to this one, too. But I'm I'm not ready for that yet. So I might catch Dallas because Dallas is like three or four hours away from me. I drive right up the road to that one. Yeah, because... um, uh. I still haven't been to one, but I told myself one day I'll go to one WrestleMania. But I probably might do a pay-per-view later this year, though. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, you in the area to where they just, like, they bombard that place. Well. The Northeast? Well, yeah, I mean, it's not like that yeah, now. Oh, no, but. they do. They do. They do. We get a lot of. We got three SummerSlams in a row. Yeah. 
<laughs> I remember that. So yeah, they New York is t- New, the Northeast is taken care of mm. when it comes to wrestling. Like we're 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 taking. I went to every Raw post SummerSlam. But that's crazy though. You've been to live shows, but you've never been to a pay per view. Because I'm always doing the pay per view yeah. viewing parties. Yeah, man, you need to learn to delegate, brother. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man speaking of a uh, northeastern time and everything i mean you're an hour ahead of me so it's getting close to the midnight hour and i believe yeah. this is a good place to slide off into that good night sir but before you go let everybody know where they can find you on social media and everything you got going on so the name is sir wilkins i am on all forms of social media you can find me at s I R underscore Wilkins on Instagram, Twitter, on Facebook, on you know, TikTok, on all the good, all those those social media websites. I am one third of the Jabba Tears podcast. You can find us on social media as well. Jabba Tears, J O B B E R Tears T A R S on Twitter, and the Jabba Tears podcast, one word on Instagram, and you can find my coffee talks on there as well. Mm-hmm. I was kind of disappointed you didn't have a cup of coffee, but it is late, and I know you don't want to be up. So, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be up. I'm gonna be up. I'm gonna be up, brother. Yeah, but as it is for every guest of the Random Rounds with Rob, the door is always open. Well, not literally, for you to come back to promote your next big thing, or just to come shoot the shit. <laughs> I will definitely, I will definitely come back. I definitely enjoy it. Thank you for having me, and I'm happy that we got to work this out, baby boy. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Hoppy. What's up, everybody? I'm over here cooking dinner with hooks, rubs, and spices. Uh, B-Rob turned me on to this stuff, and I tell you what, it's great. It's a homemade blend of the finest ingredients sourced from Texas garden, farmers, and markets. And it's some good shit. I tell you what, try the smoke and sweetness, or you can try Hoppy's favorite, the mad cow, which is a nice peppery slap in the face. One taste, and you'll be hooked. Hooks, rubs, and spices.